When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, we hope you're really enjoying the show. The BHP Podcast has been so much fun. If you are, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and SoundCloud. It'd be so helpful and it really does go a long way. As usual, thank you for your support and listening to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. It doesn't. Hello and welcome to the BowhunterPlanet.com podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, tonight along with Tim Mazzarana, Bob McGee. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. Man. good. Yeah, we're doing great. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm excited. So. Yeah, it should be fun. So we've had a, a really great uh, guest on our list tonight in our podcast, and uh, this one's no exception. This is uh, Chris Witoski. Uh, Chris is an actor, and he was in the show on Netflix called Love. And I was a big fan of the show, so I really wanted Chris to come on. And, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about the acting lifestyle and how that works and, and what's new. So, Chris, welcome to the show, man. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a deer blind right now. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right, man. What are you doing? So, in I know that's not yeah, true because you have here. cell phone service. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't have AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, Chris, tell us about yourself, man. I know you, you worked at uh, Second City. I guess, let's, how did you get into acting and all that? I did, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, I'm from uh, outside of Chicago, a suburb. And so, in Chicago, there's obviously a big comedy scene. And so, um, when I was like a teenager, my dad took me down to see a Second City show. And, um, you know, it's like live sketch comedy and improv. And I just fell in love with it and started taking classes right away. And I've been doing it ever since. That's awesome. That's so cool. I've been to Second City in Chicago a couple times. The most hilarious stuff I've ever seen. Wait a minute. You probably saw Chris then. Ever, ever seen. Yeah, well, yeah. so I don't know when you were there. What years, Chris? I I would have been Um, 99 to like 2003, like in that realm. Okay. I might have been a little bit. I might have been like uh, 2005 through 2010 around there. Chris, how old are you? I'm 34, actually. I I just turned 30. Actually, hold on. Yesterday was my birthday. Oh, hey. happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> Thank you, boy. So I am actually thirty-five. Wow, thirty-five. So Man, that's like a midlife crisis well, right there. Tim and I are yeah, thirty-seven, really <laughs> so we're not that far. No, 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 no. Well, I'm thirty-seven. Yeah, you're 36. I'm thirty-six. 
Yeah, oh gosh, come on! Man. <laughs> same grade. And these guys are all young. I'm 64. Oh, 64 oh, big ones. Uncle Bob. <laughs> oh, Uncle Bob. Daddy Bob. Uncle Bob's on the way out. <laughs> oh, just, <shoot. laughs> just call Don't me Daddy. Don't listen to these guys, Uncle Bob. Don't listen to these guys. Call me Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. You st- I guess I, what did you go to college for acting? Like, how did you get into it on that? I end? did. So I start. So I started at Second City when I was like a teenager. But then I went to college. I went to University of Iowa. Um, nice in Iowa City. And Makes so yeah, sense. I studied. I studied theater there. Uh, but I was also the social chairman of my fraternity, and that is why I don't remember most. Of college. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. I was like... <laughs> Hey, at that least you remember where you went. That's that's uh that's <laughs> yes, <good>. exactly. <laughs> so I guess tell us what is it? I always wonder this, I don't really understand it. So when it comes to acting, you guys you guys use the term sketch comedy and ad lib. Is that stuff where you're just making it up as you go? So so the, the, the difference is so there's sketch comedy and then there's improv comedy. And so sketch comedy is like what you see on, on SNL, like um, you know, um stuff that's pre-written that you then act out and play characters and all that kind of stuff. So then improv is more like, uh, if you've ever seen that show, whose line is it anyway? Yes. Where they just make it up as they go. Uh, so, okay. but, what, but second city kind of takes both of those and crams them together. Yeah. And so you'll see a show where it's, it's, you know, you'll, they'll do a couple sketches, but then they'll do some improv and then more sketches and, so uh, that's kind of what Second City is known for. Now, which one do you prefer, the sketch or the the improv? Oh, the improv, because I don't have to prepare anything. Uh, <laughs> no good. lines to memorize yep. or anything, right? Exactly. So <laughs> is it hard to memorize all the lines? Is it you memorize a page at a time, or you got to memorize like everything before you go in? Yeah, it is hard. So especially doing a show like Second City, where the show is like two and a half hours long. So wow. you have all this stuff you know, bouncing around in your head that you have to remember. Uh, But actually I'll say this about, you know, film and and television. Now that I've been doing, I've been doing a lot more of that in the last, you know, five years living out here in LA. And that's actually pretty easy. Like you, you show up and they hand you the script on the day and you just kind of look it over and memorize it then. What? And because you, you only shoot a certain amount, you know, you only shoot like maybe five pages of the script per day. So that's pretty easy to, to memorize. So okay. I've actually found that that's pretty, pretty easy. So how do you, how do you mix? Are you allowed to, okay. So if you're, if you're on set for love and you're in your filming with whoever, and let's yeah. say you're doing the lines and let's say out of the three lines you have, you maybe mess up a little bit, but you might twist a word or two around, but it still makes sense. Is that okay? Or is they start yelling at you? It is. I mean, it always depends on the director. You know, some directors are like Nazis with that. And, you know, they want you to say it exactly and hit every single word and every comma. But then there's other directors that are just like, just make it sound natural. And however you say it, as long as you're getting the gist of, of it, that's perfectly fine. Now, when, so. you, when you do something like that, how many of the, the writers are you pissing off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, actually. That's a good question, and it, and it depends on the writer too. I mean, if they're cool with, you know, you taking what they wrote and making it even better and funnier, then they're going to be your biggest fan. Okay. But if they're like, you know, again, like really, you know, strict about their words, I've had some writers get pissed at me before for sure. 
Interesting. Now, in the in the show Love, they you know there's a lot about the writers in there, and Paul Russ's character is trying to be a writer and all that. Is that kind of accurate how they portrayed that, or no? It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when he's like working on that that TV show and um, in the writers' room, you know, that's exactly how it is out, out in LA, where you know it's amazing how much work goes into a TV show. Like there is behind the scenes, there is a whole writing staff, a whole crew. I mean, there's like a guy whose, whose job it is just to like put down tape marks for actors wow. to stand on. I want that and it's job. Like that's, man. that's that whole, that's that guy's whole job. Bob yeah. needs a job. I'll come Bob. out of retirement, man. I, I want that Bob, job. Bob, you make more money in retirement than you would put in the tape down. I guarantee it's, it's yeah, those probably guys. right. And it's not You're probably their right. union probably, so they probably get like six bucks an hour instead of two. But right. yeah, but you got the California bonus, so they're still making a hundred grand a year. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, Bob, I, I got a spare bedroom if you want to come out. Oh. Hey, I might take you up on that. That's only because you have no place to live right now. <laughs> so <laughs> So, Chris, when you see an actor like, I guess, what comes to your mind first? I live in a van under the bi-dock. <laughs> when, you, when you hear this actor's name, I just want to know what you think of first. The first thing you think of when you hear this name, Steve Carell. Um, first thing I think of is neighbor. He lives two blocks what? away from me. What? That's hilarious. He lives two blocks away in a mansion that is awesome. Oh, like I can't imagine. My my fiance and I walk our dog past his house like every night and just look at it. Like, oh God, someday. Yeah. Is it gated? Oh, it's gated. Oh, it's gated. It's oh, gated. so you can't get like walk the dog up the driveway and see no, now now, like, now he's the not doorbell. He's like, hey. now, you're, now he's not inviting you to his house anymore. <laughs> hey, Bob, Steve, that's just creepy. It's me, Chris Witoski <laughs> from Love. Hey, it's like, Uncle Love. Bob. It's Uncle Bob. Hey. <laughs> Steve would probably like that though. He'd probably get a comedy sketch out of that. Yeah, right. We call it. We call his. We call it the house that the office built. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So my my question in regards to Steve though is like his work. Yeah. So so he is uh, came from Second City in Chicago. So he uh, has uh, the exact same background that I have in sketch comedy and improv comedy, and um, I think he's great. I think he's just hilarious and brilliant. And uh, have you ever met him? I have met him. Yeah, I have. Really cool guy too. You guys get together and like barbecue and have a couple. Brews? I doubt it. I doubt it. He yeah, walks by. He doesn't. He doesn't get to come in. You know what I mean? It's like Steve Carell is just amazing to me. When, and when I look at the yeah. Office and what he did with that show, and just that character was just unbelievable. You know, I mean, obviously, I never even heard of Steve Carell to the Office. I'm not gonna lie. It's not like I. Yeah. You know, I, I never watched a lot of SNL or anything like that, so I didn't know a lot. You know, but. Right. Um, yeah, when he, I mean, that show killed it. I mean, it killed it. It, it was like yeah, insane. the office it, was. I think he was making yeah. something like, I want to say he was making a hundred and I don't. Know, I think it was one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars an episode or something. Jeez, it was a lot of money towards the end. Wow, shit, I make wow. that in retirement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you? Do you yeah, work for, right, Bob. You know what? You know what Bob does, right, Chris? He was. Uh, no, what uh, is Bob? You're gonna love this. He was a CEO at uh, Philip Morris. <laughs> Come on, is that true? <laughs> no, not at no, all. No, I just I was, no. I was going back. Not to, even close. I was going back to the tiger belly thing. That's all. That was oh, hilarious. Man, I thought you. <laughs> not even close. Chris, Chris had to. Chris did some commercial work. He was talking about in the other podcast, and he did uh, for Philip Morris. He did uh, like like the, the audio. Like, don't 
do this and oh don't talk about it on social media he was the voice oh gotcha. yeah like train it was like training videos <laughs> i was oh, just man, dying that was soul crushing <laughs> that's what you're saying man that's, that's interesting awesome. but that's not like it's decent money for for the work oh yeah man and when i was you know 20 23 or whatever it was great you know as, i mean as long as the check cashes I'm, i'll do whatever yeah. so so bring it like to bring it back to a little bit of, of reality <laughs> how hard is it to make it in in that in in, in the acting industry it's unbelievably hard. It's insane. It's, I mean, just the amount of competition, the amount of, um, you know, auditions you go on and get turned down for, it's just brutal. And, um, you know, it, <laughs> I've been in LA now for about five years and only in the last like two years have I really started to like get consistent work and like feel good about where I'm at and, you know, kind of, um, I feel like I'm breaking in more than than I did, but oh man, it's tough. So were you, were you the uh, stereotypical waiter in your in your I, you know as a side job? I was when I was in Chicago. So I was in Chicago for a lot of years doing Second City, and um, I was a waiter there at uh, Mike. Mike Ditka's Steakhouse in Chicago. Oh, I've been there. Oh, if you're going to be a waiter, that's the place Gosh, to do that's it, man. Horrible, right? I knew, horrible I knew you looked familiar. I knew you looked familiar. <laughs> when I saw that episode of Love when you were the waiter, I was like, God, that waiter looks so familiar. Yep. I, is, that the one, is that the one you didn't tip? Yes, that was the one. It was, it was definitely yeah, Wachowski. that was you, wasn't it? It was definitely Wachowski. I, I short tipped him. <laughs> Damn it! Such a jerk. But yeah, no, I I I, I, I waited tables for like five years in Chicago, and oh man, that job. That, I still have nightmares. I still have nightmares about waiting tables where like I'll, I'll wake up in a cold sweat and be like, oh, table seven still needs ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Who puts ketchup on their steak? <laughs> yeah right true donald so, trump that's who yeah <laughs> puts on everything yeah. so chris uh do you guys do you now do you do you dabble a little bit in cinematography or anything or videography like can you and your friends like film your own skits and stuff like that or not really yeah we so i, I have uh i don't really do it much myself but i have a lot of friends who you know have the equipment and are filmmakers and so we'll yeah shoot little videos um just if we're bored or if, you know, we're looking to put some stuff out there. Um, so, yeah, that you know, nowadays it's like all about doing it yourself because you yeah. can just yeah. put something on YouTube and it gets, you know, a million hits or whatever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's why I asked because it, to me it's you, you might be doing it for free, but it gets your name and your face out there so much more. And we, we watched some of your little skit videos we did find on uh, on YouTube before we called you. but And they were funny and great, really well done. But that's why I asked because I thought, man, I, you know, I would love to see more of those. You know, it'd be great. To see even more, like um, Key and Peel, those guys, man, <laughs> they got like yeah. a thousand, they got like a thousand mini skit videos on there. I know Comedy Central pays them for it, but I'm just saying, each one's right. got like millions of views. Like, well, you look at those, you look at those idiots that uh, started Jackass. Oh, that's yeah. how they right. got I know, started. I know one of those guys. Yeah, that's how they got started was posting stuff yeah, on YouTube. That's true. That's right? true. Chris, yeah. you should have did that. You kind of did it in, in love. You played the stunt man. <laughs> you could have did something like that. Right, right. <laughs> was uh, that... By the way, I saw I saw that movie Action Point with Johnny Oxville. It is bad. Oh, <laughs> is yeah. it really? Oh. I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, what's the what's you're the... you're saying? Bad is in <laughs> like trash can bad, or bad bad bad. As in just like I thought. I, I used to love those jackass movies, so I thought it was going to be great, and it was just bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So now. 
obviously you film a movie like Love and you get to know some of the other you know, co-workers you work with on the show. Do you still talk to a lot of those guys or not really? Or how's that work? Is it usually just like, oh, I'll see you later. Thanks for the work. Here's a check. You know, like how does that Yeah, it out? is kind of like that. It's, it's weird because you really become like a family when you're on set, you know, but then when it's over, it's like you just, yeah, you go your separate ways and don't really see each other that much. I am still friends with, uh, with Mike Mitchell, who's a great guy. And uh, so we'll go get lunch every once in a while. And then Paul, is, Paul's a great guy too. We'll keep in touch. But yeah, when it's over, it's kind of like everybody goes their separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it's a job. I mean, realistically, first and foremost, you guys are there to, you know, it, it sucks. Don't get me wrong, but it's like any job, right? Like I, I work in an office environment. So if I leave my group to go to a different group, it's the same concept. You're really leaving. Totally. You're same, focused on what same, you're doing next. Same overall no. boss of, you know, Philip Morris here, Uncle Bob, but I mean, the difference is he's still paying the Partega. bills. But Don't I just let him fool around. you, it's Partega. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike Mitchell, he's got the Doughboys podcast, and I love that podcast too. I've, I've been listening to that a lot, and it's hilarious. Have you been on that show? I haven't yet, actually. That, he, that, he needs to get me on there. Yeah, yeah what's up with what that? the heck, Mitchell? Dang it, Mitch. I'm going to call him Jeez. Mitch instead. Forget Mike. I'm just going to call him Mitch yeah. from the show. He's acting like Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that show they did a, they're doing a great job on that show. It's actually pretty funny. I actually I think they should bring me onto the show to talk about Wendy's, Dave Thomas and Venison Burgers. Yes, right. Venison Burgers. There's a connection. I made I mean, the connection, and I love Mike. I think he did a great job in the movie too. A little bit scary at times, but he <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I could kill you right now. <laughs> Which one of the restaurant chains? There's actually <laughs> such a thing as Venison Burgers. There is. Arby's has it. Arby's, but in yeah. California, it's got avocado. Yeah, avocado. avocado. That's right. That's avocado. Right. <laughs> so, so Chris, what's your favorite fast food restaurant in California? Oh uh, well, I mean, In and Out Burger is like the Dang, classic. Oh, that's what I hear, man. Yeah, I want to go. Have that here. I was hoping we, you wouldn't say Jack in the Box. Jack in the no. Box. No. Oh, oh my God. But uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about In and Out. It is really good, but I don't think it lives up to the hype. I mean, people talk about it like it's the freaking best burger ever, and it, it's not. I mean, it's good, but. Well, that's good to know. Now, yeah. how does that compare to Chicago food? Because, you know, Chicago-style hot dog is something not to be tampered with. Yeah. It is amazing. Or the pizza. Oh, it's the, it's the best. And then also deep dish. Yeah. Oh, the pizza. Yeah. What's Chicago the pizza, pizza place called? Uh, the, 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 the There's two of them that are the big Giordano's? ones. Giordano's? No. Um, Gino's um, East. Yeah. That's uh, Luma. The, yep. Luma. The Luma. Luma. Luma that one. Luminati's. That's when I went to yeah. when I was there. I had a great yeah. time. Have you been back to Chicago l- lately or no? Uh, I was there last summer because I got to throw out the, the first pitch at the Cubs game. Cool. Very nice. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that cool, was man. Cool. Did you make it? That was cool. Did you get it? I there? made it. Strike, no bounce. Wow. Caught it. It was, a, I'm pretty sure it was Impressive. like a perfect strike. Oh, I mean, good. Awesome. Next up, singing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, I was in uh, Chicago, um, and we're out of the Detroit area, but I was in Chicago for, um, a bachelor party, actually. It was a long Uh-oh. time ago. Uh-oh. John Gaines. Party. It was crazy. But uh, anyway, in that experience, though, I uh, got, you know, Chicago-style hot dogs. I got that Luminati's pizza. And I also woke up early one day because everybody got was, you know, hung over by it wasn't. I woke up at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and I walked the streets of Chicago. Got me a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and I honestly I had one of the best times of my life. What do you like, mean you, say, what do you, mean you say, woke up early? I was, well, that's why I wake up now. But I'm saying the other guys were like out. You yeah. know, they were passed out from drinking. Doesn't hard. Chicago the bars close at like four? Yes, that's yeah. true. That is true. But I, I, what I'm saying is, I didn't drink that much, so I woke up at a normal time. 
start walking the streets of Chicago, and I, I was just blown away how cool that city is. Um, oh, it's great! I, it's I've, I've had the, the 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 biggest bar tab of my life. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah, was that No, a place a place called Timothy O'Toole's, just off the Nautical Mile, but it's where like kind of all the locals go. And uh, it's a long story, but I had some friends in from Scotland, and they wanted to go to Chicago, so we all went. Right, it's and we boring. Up, we showed up there <laughs> on a, on a Sunday morning, and we left on Monday. And between Sunday and Monday morning, our tab was our, our tab you for all this them, right? was about eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, That's man. a big bar tab. <laughs> Dang, Tim. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. <laughs> so, how do you feel about uh, I guess Chicago compared to L.A. area? I mean, is it you like California? or Is it not really that great? No, uh, I do, I do, I do like it, but it's it's a totally different lifestyle. Like Chicago, like you said, exactly. The bars are up until four in the morning, and you're just eating all of this heavy food all the time, and like just having a great time. Um, but now out in LA, it's very like active. Like I go hiking and stuff, and like you know, I barely go out anymore. Uh, and so it's just it's more you know an adult life or whatever. But um, Ugh, I do sounds like horrible. It sounds boring, Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're gonna end up like us, just you a normal missed a life. Change of season, couple kids, <laughs> right? Do you miss change of season, Chris? I do. I do miss. I miss yeah. fall a lot. I yeah. miss fall. I, I do not miss the winter. Yeah. A buddy of mine yeah. uh, took a job out in Vegas, oh. and he worked out there. For 30 years, and the day he retired, he moved back here within a week. Wow. And he says wow. he, couldn't, he couldn't stand it. Yeah, he it's says weird, he really man. He really missed the change of seasons. Yes. Hmm. I but think I especially if you grew up with it. If you grew up with yep. the change of seasons, and then all of a sudden it's gone, it's weird. But well, I agree, I, the, I the winters suck. Well, yeah, but my, I guess the, the big question, Chris, is when you decide to, it sounds like you're, you're engaged now, and that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank um, you. But when you guys decide to have kids and settle down fully and have children, and all, you're going to stay in California, or you want to get back to, to the Midwest? My, my dream would be to have two places and have like a place in Chicago where we would go for the summer and you know, just to yeah, kind of get away. Cool. But the thing about, you know, this career is that it really is all, most of it is out here. And so it's just, you got to go where the opportunity is, you know? And so. What about New York? I hear there's a lot of acting in New York and stuff like that. There is. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends who moved there, but New York is tough, man. That's a tough city to live in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my friends who live there, they say it's really fun and exciting, but they feel like the city's just like beating the hell out of you constantly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard um, it sounded like you, were you filming in Atlanta for something? Oh, yeah. I was just down there for uh, filming a movie. Uh, and I actually go back this weekend uh, one more time. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, it's a, when, when, a re- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's a, it's a, a remake of a movie from the 90s called, if you remember, What Women Want. Yeah, it's yes. with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, he could. Read, I love that. Movie. He could read he their minds. Guy. He was the marketing guy. Yeah, he, he could the read guy. their minds, yeah. and he he figured I out. I love that movie. Yes. Yeah, because I, I wanted to get into marketing at the time. Like when I got older, I'm like, oh my god, that's what I want to do. That marketing executive, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so it's a remake of that, but it's called What Men Want, and oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's exciting. Which, I mean, to me, is just a simple answer. I mean, that seems like a 30-second movie. Yeah, what? what? Is it, <laughs> it, 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 it going to be PG? 
I think it might be PG thirteen, Bob. Are you playing a main role, or what? What kind of role you have so in this? So it stars. Uh, it stars this woman who's on Empire named Taraji P Henson, who's okay. uh, who's kind of a hot actor right now, and so. She plays a sports uh, agent. That's her job. And so I play like an up and coming sports agent and I like get the promotion instead of her. And then, you know, a bunch of stuff happens. Nice. Cool, that's man. cool. When's that going to come out? How long you think before that's? I think, uh, I don't know for sure, but I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be like right at the beginning of 2019, something like that. Awesome. So, yeah. That's pretty exciting, man. What other so stuff? Tell me, so I got a question on? for you guys. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. So, I, this is I've scary. never really gone hunting, but I love the show Meat Eater. Have you ever seen that show? Oh, yeah. We know Meat Eater. Steve Rotella. Yeah, so I like watching that show. So for somebody who, who isn't much of a hunter, is it too late for me? Or, no. Or can I... no. Nope. Never. Listen, I, I'm 36. I just started five years ago, and I'm, I'm amazingly successful. <laughs> so here's the question, uh, Chris. The, the, what it comes down to is a couple of things. Number one, uh, archery is usually funner than gun hunting because it's just – it's really – it's a skill. It, it's, it's very um, – it, it, it makes it's you more feel, intimate. It's more intimate. It makes you feel really like you challenge yourself and you've really come, come away with, you know, uh, the meat, you know. Um, some people are sport hunters, some people are meat eaters, I guess, or, you know, people are hunting to get you food. Hunt to put food yep. And one of the things we pushed on from our end is just that, you know, hunting is organic. I mean, if you really want organic meats, you would go after deer or elk or moose, um, and, and, and try it. Now we have to remember it's really important and people, I, you know, people just don't, don't seem to realize this, but every animal we eat at, every every piece of meat you eat, I don't care where you get it, they're slaughtering animals to do that, you know. And, and I'm not trying right. to be political here. I'm just saying that there's no difference between going out and shooting your own deer and taking the meat and harvesting it than there is from going to the store and buying it. You're still killing an animal and harvesting it in a different way. You're just having someone right. else do it for money. Yeah, and I think, I think so, it's fulfillment. I think it's enjoyment of the outdoors. Well, it's, you know where your meat came from. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah. A it's lot very... of it has to do with the fact that you're in the outdoors. Right. And if you oh, it's beautiful. experience yeah, it's, the it's... outdoors, you said you, you get into hiking and stuff out, out in California. Yo, California. You know how, yeah. how it calms your soul. And makes you appreciate the simple things in life. That that's some Uncle Bob wisdom. That's right Uncle there. Bob. Yes, you just got Uncle Bobbed. Yep, that's what we. We're gonna we're gonna mute him now. Yep. <laughs> I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you, Uncle Bob. I I need that. <laughs> I want more of that. Now, is it? So it's not. Is it fun? Is hunting fun? Is it exciting? Or is it kind of like boring until well, you? Here's the thing, Chris. This is the best way to do this, honestly. Like, I think you should just come here and go with us. Like, we'll take you. We'll hunting. take you out. Because, yeah. like, if we could take you hunting, then we can kind of get you prepared for what it is and know what to do. And like, you'd sit with somebody and understand it. It's a yeah. tricky to go by yourself if you've never done I it. I think, and it, yeah, not very safe to go by yourself if you haven't at least understood or the process. I think a lot of it rides on that um, camaraderie that you have with going with people. Yeah, too. it's the hunt camp. So, There's a lot if, to if it. If you were to just pick up a go, go sit in the woods and go do it on your own, you're going to be probably bored. wouldn't <laughs> like it as much as like yeah. you go to a you go to a deer camp or you have you have somebody that you go out with and they're kind of teaching you, showing you, and then you get to see it happen or do it yourself, and it's like that moment that you realize you come wow. back at the end of the night you have a great meal you have a brew you have a, a bourbon yeah and the guys are you, cooking yeah. like talk. good stuff yeah. not like norm this isn't like 
this is like going to like Dicka's and eating. It's but we're doing it right there. Like these guys. We, yeah. like, here's a good example. The Outdoor Chef was here. It's a show. They do the same kind. They're they're actual real chefs out of Toronto, and they actually came to our studio here in Detroit, and when we talked, and they showed us all the stuff they make, and so the, their whole concept is field the plate. So they kill an animal, they they clean it, they harvest it, they they then they cook it, and they they cook it. It's amazing the stuff they're cooking and how they do it. Wow. Um, these guys are legit, man. Like seriously, like I, I, I it, it's hard to explain it, but like they're cooking, you know, flaming yawn, you know, just amazing stuffs out of venison. You know, they they're really yeah. taking it to a new level. Uh, but it's one of those things, you know. Like here's a good example. Last year. We saw a monster buck, which is, is part of, you know, we'll hunt and we'll shoot a doe for, for the first part of the meat, and then we'll go after a bigger buck for the rest of the year. If, you know, we we'll try to kill two deer a year, meat-wise, and one, usually we try to make it a buck. And last year we saw a very, very big buck, and in, in the process of going after this buck, it was during the rut, which is what deer mate with, you know, I, I don't know if you know the bee story, you know how that works. Sure, sure. Okay, just to make the sure you understand that birds and the bees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we, he was doing his thing out there, as you can imagine, with a female deer, which is called the doe. Yes. And we spot and stalked this deer 500 yards. Like, we went across uh, tundra. We belly crawled 200 yards with a crossbow trying to get to this deer. And we actually didn't end up getting it. We missed it. But we got within 60 yards. And it was one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done. And I didn't even get the deer. But it was wow. this, it was me and another guy, and we did it together, and it was absolutely incredible experience. And uh, you know, it's it just it's a mind blowing experience when you do stuff wow. like that. You and feel the- like you're part of nature again, and what you know, what your heritage, your lineage has done years before. Yeah. And, and let me put it this way: I yeah. have ADD. <laughs> That's uh, true. I, That's I true. And, and if I, if I can sit, <laughs> I can and if tell. I can sit out in the woods, and sit there and and it you know and it calms you and you stay focused for the for the period of time that you need to there's there's something to say about that because yeah, for I sure. I for the longest time Dave was like oh you got to go hunting you gotta I'm like I'm sitting there going dude I can't sit out there for four hours five hours there's no way I can do it and until he like he, he basically like took me around the neck and like took me out there and said sit here um you start to realize yeah it's really cool man it, and it's, anybody it's an that tells you sitting out hunting can be boring. At times, there's a slight degree of boringness to it. Yeah. Sure. But I've seen things that people can only imagine sitting out in the woods hunting. Owls. And, but Bob, owls Bob's learned a that... really good technique, though, and it's that you you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was coming. Tim lined it up so good. I knew it was coming. I won't even go there. <laughs> no, but you do see cool stuff. I had an owl land above yep. me one time. I had... Uh, I've seen foxes. Bobcat, I've watched bobcats jump down on the top of a blind pine. and jump off the blind, and it's, it's just wow. unbelievable. If, if you're, I think the point is, is if you're a nature lover, you're gonna you love would it. love it. Yeah, you're, gonna love you're not always going to get something. That's the thing. Ninety percent right. of the time, you don't shoot anything. And but. I, I've always told people that that argue about hunting. Hunting isn't harvesting. Every time you go hunting, it doesn't mean that you have to harvest something. Yeah, yeah. It's just the experience of being out in nature. It's like forest bathing. It's like for this yes. forest bathing. I don't know if you've ever done that, Chris, but definitely forest bathing. Forest forest bathing? Yes, yeah. yep. It's mm-hmm. a thing now. It's a thing. I think it started in California. California. Yeah. Yeah. Where where you, where you pay where you pay somebody You pay somebody to 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 take you out take the woods. Take you out. 
and bathe in the forest. Bathe. Just, just Come take on. it. No, I'm not joking. Take I'm it in not, with Toski. You, you can up, Google it. There's it articles Google all over it. the place. You literally pay people to, to take you out in the woods so you take can it bathe in, with in the forest and in nature and refresh <laughs> yeah. yourself. Listen, oh God. you can give me a check for $1,500. I will take you out to the I woods. I will take you out I'll in the woods and give you a bath. I'll let you bathe in it with Toski. Bathe in wow. it. Male or female, I will give you a bath. This is so wow, Uncle Bob. Okay. That was that was uncalled for. Will you supply? Will you supply the? Uh, will you supply the Irish Spring soap? Oh, there'll be no soap. It'll be bark, pine needles. <laughs> no, but seriously, with Toski, if you want to hunt and you want more information, we'll talk offline. But yeah, I mean, yes, we can absolutely uh, help you figure out how to do everything. And it's a little hard with you being in California, not this area, but. Um, yeah. If you're ever in Detroit area, that'd be a great time to stop in, and we can kind of walk through the whole thing with you and show you how bows work and all even that potentially stuff. Chicago area. Though. Even archery yeah. alone is fun. Like if you're just shooting archery, is actually so relieving yeah. pressure and stress, and you know, good stuff, man. I would bet that I'm, Paul Russ probably I'm sold. shoots a bow. I'm sold, guys. I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm really interested in it. I'm so I think I'm sold. Come on Are back to the are, Midwest, uh, man. Your the invitation's we'll, there. We'll start up with some forest bathing, and we'll go from there. Oh, yeah. 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 We're going to bathe you good. <laughs> um, did you get a chance, uh, real quick, did you um, – I know you had made some comments about Judd Apatow, but did you get a chance to, like, talk with him at all during the, the show or no? Oh, yeah. He was there all the time. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I mean, that guy has a lot going on. He's, like – produce he's got his name on everything these days but um but yeah he's uh, he's a really cool just down to earth cool guy he's just a comedy comedy fan and um so yeah that was that was cool getting to know him now you mentioned uh in the, the other podcast uh tiger belly which was great but you mentioned that you did apply for um snl and you did do some um uh i guess uh, interviews, uh, uh, interviews on yeah, what you audition, guys call yeah, yeah, auditions, yeah. and you said that right. it kind of sucked. It was like kind of cold. Well, and... they kind of so, so when I was at Second City in in uh, Chicago, SNL comes there to kind of scout people, and so they yeah they flew me out there a couple times uh, to audition, and then I ended up not getting the job. But it, I mean, it was like a it was a cool, really really cool experience, but then also a really stressful experience. And uh, you know when I. I felt like I got really close to getting it and then didn't get it. So it was kind of just, you know, um, it, it kind of rang me through the ringer a little bit, but, um, but yeah, um, I now, you know, I, I think I'm at a better place now, uh, than I would have been actually. So is that when you're Let's like, see. forget the East coast, I'm moving to LA. Exactly. Exactly. What, what what's move. the benefit of being an SNL? You automatically then get a lot more parts. I go, what, like a, what would have been, is it star power? You? Yeah. What would have been the biggest benefit? Yeah, I think it's just exposure because you know you're on you're on TV all the time, and so people get to know who you are and see if you're funny, and um, you know. But it's interesting. Some people on SNL go on to have these great careers, and then some people they just disappear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. So I... If if you did make it, who would be the celebrity that you would want to play? Uh, like an impression? Yeah. Oh God! I mean, Will Ferrell's uh, Harry Carey was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, awesome. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, but I mean, I'm trying to think who I, who else I'd be good at. I, I did an impression of Phil Mickelson, the golfer. Yep. Um, for my audition, because he did these these um, commercials for some kind of medicine. But if you watch him in the commercials, he never blinks. His eyes are like so wide. <laughs> 
That's not because he was on any pills. <laughs> Did uh, Chris, what is, uh, I guess one of the questions I had, I, I saw a skit. I don't know if it was a skit or it was real, but it was pretty funny. And it was with, uh, it was with uh, Mike Mitchell and um, some of the, your coworkers on love. And they were just talking about um, uh, like union, like what they got paid to do the job and all that. Like what is an average, I guess, for an actor in a movie that, you know, is like a, like a, not a first, you know, obviously not the main guy, but a couple guys. Like, what kind of average money do, do actors make? I mean, you're talking like twenty grand, one hundred fifty grand. Is it like a? It, uh, yeah. So I mean, it varies widely, and it, it obviously like depends on how much experience you have and like what your your kind of quote price is. But like, so the highest I've ever heard of it was I think on Seinfeld they were making like a million bucks an episode at one point. Wow. Dang. Dang. Um, yeah. And so, so, but no, uh, when you're just starting out, you know, you can make maybe like, uh, 30 grand an episode or something like that. That's um, not horrible though. That's pretty Yeah. Decent. It's not horrible. But you're not it's getting not 401k, right? You're not getting like bonus 401k. Right. And, and, you know, people who are like, your in, agent takes a cut. Your agent probably gets a cut. <laughs> oh that. yeah. Your agent, your manager. Plus all living that. in California, you rent, you rent or your house payments. Like, Shoot. Like fifteen oh, grand that. a month. You better yeah, keep working with Toski. Yeah, keep working. Well, well, uh, I just uh, I just did a progressive car insurance commercial that should be coming nice. out soon. Nice. So that'll pay the cool. bills. That's cool. great. Is that usually is the commercial side a lot where the, a lot of the money is, or how does that work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can book commercials, some of these commercial actors, man, they make way more than than like wow. t- television actors. Interesting, because I feel like there's a lot of money to be made in. Pretty much the commercial side of everything, right? Whether you're whether you're Kobe Bryant or whoever, they seem to make a lot more money on the sponsorships and the external work they do. You know, like oh for sure, Tiger because Woods with giant, Buick, you know, uh, shoot, it's these giant corp companies, you know, that can just fork over money. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. like for example, I'm friends with um, with the gal. Her name's Stephanie Courtney, but she plays Flo on the Progressive commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh yeah. She's well, great. first of all, she's she's such a just normal, sweet lady, but she's set for life now. Yeah, no doubt. that's amazing. Yeah, she's the. I mean, she. You, you think about progressive. Yeah, that's the first immediately thing. you think so. of flow. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. Did you do you think it's weird that there's a, I'm not gonna name names of the actors, but there's a couple actors in in the industry um, that I just realized I didn't know this. But they come from extremely wealthy families. Like they're seriously like billionaire families. Were their predecessors yeah. were yeah. actors, or were like no, their no, first no, 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 no. They're first generation actors, okay. but their families were like owners of like Heinz ketchup or whatever, right? Just like big, big time people. Do you think it's kind of weird that they would do a job like acting and put themselves out there like that? I just feel like that's strange to me that when you have that kind of cheddar, you'd even. I yeah, guess they must yeah, just love I, know, it. I, I don't know. I, I always kind of wonder that too, like why those people get into it. Um, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I, it is kind of weird. I think who am I thinking of? Oh, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, from Seinfeld. Yeah, mm-hmm. her dad is like some oil tycoon or something, and he's like a billionaire. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know that the girl from uh, the Office, actually the the um, the not the uh, the the uh, not Pam, but the other one, the Aaron. Her name was Aaron. It's not a real name, but her name was Aaron. She, her parents. She played. Um, dang it, that's another Netflix show. The wonderfully talented or something, some girl. Whatever. I'm all over the place. Her parent. Her her grandpa was like some bank guy that made like billions of dollars. Like her whole family's like loaded. I'm like really? wow. I'm like it just seems weird to me because I, I I'd have a hard time taking 
direction from somebody that can't really fire me because I don't need the money. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you you only do it for the money, right? You don't well, do it because you like it. Well, no, yeah, he don't. He hates it. <laughs> he, he told me on the phone call before. He's like, I wish I never yeah, had one acting. Job. When I was when I was when I was 13 years old, I thought, Where's the money? Oh, it's a yeah, it's in acting. Yeah. You're like, uh, Dad. <laughs> so actually, you bring up you bring up a good you bring up a good point. What did your parents think about this career? Good question. They they were always super supportive, but I think behind the scenes they were a little freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when your son says I'm going to I'm going to start a band. <laughs> exactly. <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> when I was so back in college when I was I was a theater major, you know, and I, but I was in this fraternity full of business majors. I mean, every other guy was like a business major or a marketing major. And <laughs> when finals would come around, my one of my best friends Justin Cochran would always go while he was studying for his like big exam, he'd be like Oh, what do you got to do? Go look in the mirror and work on sad. <laughs> Did you though? Is that what you had to do? <laughs> yeah, and I passed. I got I got an A plus in sad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like uh, when your kid when your kid's like, oh, I'm gonna major, yeah, start a band or major in theater. It's like, oh right. god. What are you gonna but, do when um, your kids want to do it? Like my dad was an actor. I know. What am I going to I know. That's... You better make a lot of money, man. You have to pay for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. So, um, well, yeah. what, uh, I guess, what's next for you, man? Like, what other things you have coming up? What's lined up? Well, so uh, this progressive uh, commercial is going to start airing soon. So then, then I'll start getting some mailbox money where you just go to the mailbox and they send you checks. Nice. Right? That's nice. Yeah. So, um, so that's that come out soon. Then I, I, I'm going to finish shooting this movie um, in Atlanta this weekend, and then it's just back to like auditioning for stuff. Um, I also like develop stuff on my own, so I'm always like writing scripts and trying to sell them and try to sell ideas for shows and stuff like that. So it's kind of just back to pounding the pavement. I think Very you cool. should do a skit on bow hunting because I think it could be hilarious. <laughs> you and think so? Then we can promote it for you too on this end, and it would be monstrous. Like, hey, so I'm how, just long have, how long have you guys been doing this podcast? Oh, man. Actually, the podcast portion we've done for just over a year. I think we're at two years now. But okay. the website we've done since 2009. And we started uh, a long time ago. And, and one of our biggest, hottest things for us was what we call the Bowhunter Plant Test Lab. And it's a show on YouTube that you can watch. And we basically review bows in the hunting industry. And okay. that turned into a lot of work and a lot of you know positive progression for the for the website. And then uh, about just over a year ago, um, some of our sponsors that kind of sponsored the show just said, hey, you know, everybody's doing these podcasts. We really think you should do one. You guys have a great diversity in your team. And we have a team of like 16 guys, you know, so we have a lot of different people that can be on the show to change up voices and people. And um, so we did it. And it's been a huge success. Like it's been oh, so great. big. And, you know, we, we're like, we're nothing like any other one out there. I mean, we, we got people like yourself, you don't even hunt, you know what I mean? But we're, we're so like diverse. It, it's yeah. just wonderful. And it's really great uh, for people, in my opinion, that are hunters to learn about people who are not hunters. I think we need to share that. We need to talk amongst each other instead of just point fingers when things go bad, you know? 
Uh, yes. We got to have these conversations. It's just, it's, unfor- it's unfortunate, but it's good. It's, I think it's a positive well, thing. And I think part of it comes from our passion too, of not only like just the hunting side, but we're really passionate about the, the video, the, you know, the photography, the videography kind of side of the business as well. So I grew up in videography. My dad's <laughs> owned his own, his own videography company since gosh, I can remember. And so that whole, that whole passion kind of bled into this and kind of, you know, how, how we like to talk to people in a lot of different industries. So oh, it's fun. Great. It works out really well. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So you guys have, so you, you you got you know some followers and some and people listening. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. We yeah, got yeah. a decent amount of decent amount of uh, followers. We have uh, hundreds of thousands on uh, with throughout the whole yeah, I think social. We're almost up to ten million views on yeah on YouTube. per year. We got tons oh, of millions. Yeah, so it's it's been great. I mean, there's a lot of you know a lot of people are interested in 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 you know, like like you're you're like you're saying right. You're like hey. How do I get into bow hunting? One of the first things you would do is start looking up bow brands and, and different archery equipment, and you would find us just by doing that because you would start oh, searching. Wow. If you put in, you know, uh, Athens Archery Revelation, we would pop up our video, and you would watch that to figure out about the bow. And so that's kind of the, the what we've been doing for so long, and we've covered, I mean, literally hundreds of bows throughout the years. Um, and companies call us all the time. They're like, hey, we need to get on. Yep. You know, how do we – how do we get on the show? And even some companies, I just had this, somebody said this to me the other day and I couldn't believe it. I was blown away because I didn't think of it this way. One of the companies said, uh, I know we've made it when we've, we've, we've got on the Boner Plant Test Lab show. And I was like, oh, wow, man, that was awesome. I said, you know, it's very niche. Don't get me wrong. It's niche. And part it's of me is like. It's a small community, but it's a, it's a, it's a good community. Well, the thing about it with Toski is, if we would have picked any other category, we'd be multimillionaires right now. <laughs> although, 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 fun fact, we almost had our, our own reality TV. We show. almost had a reality TV show. Frank Stallone, his Come agent, on. called yep. us. Yeah, we our test lab show. They wanted to use our test lab show to As make like a test lab, a like exploding things, blowing things up, and they wanted us to be on it, and they wanted Frank to be a part of that, and. <laughs> For true TV or something, and you know, and at first it was actually not a bad idea. We were we were kind of into the idea, and you know, I don't know anything about movie stuff. Obviously, you understand auditioning, pilots, yeah. greenlit things, things like that. I don't really, we don't really understand those terms. So for right. us, we're like going with the flow for a while. Then it gets delayed, then delayed again, and then literally, I'm not exaggerating. Two or three years later, they yeah. call us out of the blue. We're ready to shoot a pilot. We but, got we got Discovery Channel lined up or somebody. Yeah. But yeah. we need we need we need two months of your time in the Yeah, summer. two months to film it. Right? Yeah. All this yeah. stuff. And we're said, look, man, you know, we, we make a living right now with like real careers that we feel probably make more money than what you can pay us for reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point we really can't go any further with it, unfortunately. Now, it would have been awesome, but you know, we have normal jobs. It's not like we own a company and all you know, we can just mess around all day and film, you know. Yes, right. And we just that, got we just got the phone with a guy uh, E J Schneider from uh, Discovery Channel's um, Naked and Afraid, and there's there's not a lot of money in that. You know what I mean? There's not a lot in reality. Right. That that experience that you just described, I've I've had that experience no less than twenty five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot, what it seemed like is a, is a lot of promises of like, uh, oh, this could be huge, it could be awesome, and yeah. then and then it's just like you'll make royalties nothing. on visiting like, Cabela's. It's just like it goes by the wayside, and you never hear from it again, and then all of a sudden, like it gets brought back up, and like everybody's excited, and but now you're just like. I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's not totally. like it's a it's not like a polished thing, right? Where you're like, you know, you go on to the the love set on Netflix, love, and you go on that set, and you're like, here's your here's your here's your lines, you know, 
do a good job, blah, blah, blah. Right. And you do it right. and you go home and it's all set. You're there for a week at a time, whatever it is you guys do. And you did your job. And, but like you said, you know, it's that building to get to that moment that you can do that, you know, exactly. That, you know, in, in there. I, so I guess, what are your plans for that? Are you, you're hoping to get a couple more movies or what's the, how does that work? I guess for an actor, I don't really understand you. Did you talk to your agent? How does that work? And they figure something yeah, out. So- Yes, yeah, so I have an agent, uh, an agent and a manager, and um, so they, yeah, they try to get me auditions for things, or they'll kind of pitch me for things, and um, you know, like now that I've have love under my belt, I now like have uh, what they call a reel. So now I like have all my scenes like on a reel, so they can send that to somebody and be like, "Here's an example of what he can do." Ah, okay. And then you kind of build on that. Can we get know? the reel? We want the reel. <laughs> You want the look? I want the real. Look at my IMDb page; it's probably up there. I'm gonna look on your. I'm on it right now, and I didn't see the real, but maybe I'm missing it. Where's this real? Where's this? Well, that's the thing about the IMDb page. There's a lot of things that you can click on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to put. I want to put that real on video and put it. And when we when we say we uh, did the podcast with you, what's the funnest project that you've worked on? Hey y'all, it's Jamie from the BHP Podcast. Wanted to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, Skullhooker Racks Inc., Vanguard Outdoors, Beyond the Ears, Crossman, and Stealth Cam. These sponsors are the rock behind our awesome podcast. Make sure and check them out. Now on to the show. Wow, funnest projects that I well, oh well, I mean, this uh, last season of Love when I got to like do all this crazy stuff like the, I, <laughs> the water the characters. World? <laughs> oh yeah, the water world and stuff was so great, and the wrestling stuff—that oh. was like a dream come true. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. Yeah, that stuff. That was wrestling. Great. Were you? Were you like? How do you go about doing a scene like that? Were you just like, we're gonna rock this out? Like, in the, the to the wrestler guys who are there. Oh man, I had like a, I had a wrestling coordinator. Uh, wow. Who like who like helped me, taught me how to wrestle, how to properly like fall and stuff. And, uh, and then I also had a stunt man, like a, a stunt double there to you know, step in if I ever felt unsafe. And uh, yeah, it was cool. That's too funny, man. I, I heard yeah. a recent thing, and, and I don't. I was gonna ask you if you felt the same way, but is it was it? it How's it working with that? Uh, is it Gillian Jacobs, your co-star? Yes, yeah, Gillian. Was she pretty cool she, to work with, or was she hard she's to work with? Super cool super talented she i mean she's like a real actress you know like it's it's <laughs> it's funny sometimes because there's like comedy people and i would consider myself like a comedy guy and when when comedy people are, are working on something they're just goofing around the whole time and you know they're like not totally prepared and like yeah uh, and then when you get with somebody like her who's like a real actress like she went to like uh, juilliard which is like the big you know oh, wow. big acting school <laughs> And I mean, she just like is so professional and polished and knows exactly what she's doing. And so it's, yeah, it's cool to work with somebody like that. Was you ever really catch the... a roll in her eyes? Oh yeah. Because oh, of me, God. I'm sure. Did she, did, did, uh, now was, did, uh, cause she was on, uh, she was on the Doughboys podcast and I listened to that one with, with Mike and, uh, it, did, did, does Mike have a uh, acting background or not really? I think he's more of a, a, a comedy background too, like sketch comedy. Uh, okay, because he made yeah. the comment like, "You make me nervous," and she's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You made me nervous even on the set. Every time I was always nervous. I'm around you." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then, and then she's like, "I don't know." And then I guess they did a scene. I don't remember it 100, percent but I have to go back and watch it. But I guess they got in a big argument, 
And uh, oh, okay. he, she's like, you're not bringing it enough. And he's like, I, I'm yelling. What do you mean? She goes, no, you need to like be mad at me to do the scene. Like you got to be really <laughs> mad. And so she got under his skin so much that he was so pissed that, that that's worked. the one they used. <laughs> oh, that's great. See, it worked. <laughs> it's just interesting. Cause you know, you know, cause I got, I got, I got to imagine it's a little bit weird when you're filming like that and there's people watching you behind the scenes that, you know, the camera doesn't see, obviously, you know right, what I mean? Right. Is that kind of difficult when you're trying to film a serious scene? Like are people oh, like, yeah, it is really weird. What about when it's, you're naked? Uh... Oh yeah. That's, oh my God. <laughs> well, in, the, in that wrestling episode, I had to rip my shirt off, you know? <laughs> and I mean, I'm still a Chicago boy. Like I still eat everything, you know? And, and so, but I mean, there, there's so, there's so many actors out here with who are like ripped, you know, like six pack, and I'm I've got this like dad bod. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I gotta rip my shirt off. <laughs> oh yeah. man! All right, Chris, man, thanks so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate. It. I could talk to you all day. It's so funny to, hey, to learn about these things. Me. Yeah, it's I, been a lot of fun. I better I better pick up at least three Twitter followers from this. Okay? <laughs> nah, we can't make any promises, but just I'll, tell I'll, people. I'll, you're, I'll, each, all three of us will at least we, like you. All three of us will like you. <laughs> and just tell people you're going to pick up a bow. You're good to go. And in, yes, and Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, too, I'm sure. Yeah, how do we I'm find sure you? What, what's your what's Yeah, your yeah, handles? what's all your handles? Let's get Give, some plugs yeah, in there. Let's get a plug out there. Instagram is um, at W-I-T-O-W, at Y-T-O-W. That was my nickname in college from my fraternity brothers. So, at Y-T-O-W, and then uh, Twitter's just my name, Chris Witoski, um yeah, at Chris Wotoski. Dude, they gave you the blue check on Instagram. That's good. Oh yeah, man. Once you're on, the real uh, deal. You're legit. You're like up there. Look, I, I put in your name. You guess who comes up? Kristen Bell, Pete Davison, <laughs> who I don't know who that is. As recommended suggestions. Jenna Fisher. Michelle Obama. Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. This is all when I put what? your name. This is what's suggested. It comes yeah, so up on the. You type in your you. name, and then it has suggestions as to who else you should follow. Those are Dude. all the Listen. people. Listen, don't tell anybody I'm having an affair with Michelle Obama. Oh, <laughs> Rashida oh, Jones. heard it first. Bowhunter Planet Podcast. One last question, Chris. One last question. Yes. Who is, who is, is there any actors you hang out, or you kind of hang out with that would be really cool? Like, for instance, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, um, gosh darn it. I was, thinking, to... I was thinking Ryan Reynolds, like someone like that. Oh, uh, so I'm trying to think. Well, uh, so kind of my mentor is this guy named Bob Odenkirk, who, uh, if you watch Breaking Bad, he played the lawyer, Saul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No way. And then now he's got his own show called Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a fantastic series, man. It's funny. Yes. You know, we don't know his real name, but we knew exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> right? <laughs> so <Better Call> Saul. <laughs> So his his wife is actually my manager because she's a, a, a oh. talent manager, and then he has really kind of like taken me under his wing and been a really kind of a cool mentor to me. So awesome! Um, but he's a Second City guy too. You know what you should do? Google Second City alumni and oh. watch who pops up. It's crazy. Oh, that's awesome. it's yeah, like a, the, it's like ton of John people. Belushi, Bill right. Murray, like crazy. Have you ever been uh, real quick? Have you ever been to Detroit Second City when it was here? I never did get to go, but I have a lot of friends who started there. Yeah, yeah I did go. We I did go there one time. Um, it was cool. Not not far from where we're at. So, really did cool. you get a chance to work with uh, Jordan Peele? Oh, I've I've met him a, a few times, but I, I haven't really worked with him. Dude, those guys. No, he's are a good guy. Freaking. But where, where are you guys? Are you in, are you in Royal Oak? Or are you in uh, Gross Point? Where are you? We're in Sterling Heights. So you, you How do you know the, this? You named all the cities with money. 
And so the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling Heights area. Sterling Heights. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, we're not too far from Gross Point. We're literally. I actually, I, I live. Tim I'm, lives by the Gross personally, Point. Personally, I'm in North Gross Point, which is AKA St. Clair Shores. Yeah, so. Um, okay. <laughs> so we, we claim that like we are Gross Point, but we have no money. Yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't say no money, but I would just suggest that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I love Michigan. Every time those Michigan commercials come on with Tim Allen. Oh, pure oh, Michigan, yeah. baby. I get a tear in my eye. There you go, oh, man. good old Tim. I'm sure you got paid for those. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Like I said, if you're ever in Michigan, please feel free to stop by and let us know, and we will show you how to shoot a bow. We'll get our bow tech to uh, line you up and figure it all out. Yeah, nice. it's been a lot it. of fun. I'm cool, sold. Man. Thanks, guys. Yep. Nice thanks a lot. Talking with you. Take care. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.